Hello and welcome to the We're All Stories podcast. Stories are who we are and what we leave behind after we go. I hope you enjoy this one I put together for you today. This was originally going to be part of a larger episode, but the timing was just too perfect and I had to take advantage of it. This episode was going to look at the trickster archetype found in stories all over the world. You know who I'm talking about, everyone has one. Anansi, Loki, Danny Ocean, Robin Hood, Maui, Pam, Puck, Deadpool, just to name a few. Those smooth con men and jokers breaking the norms of societal behavior to get what they want. They can be a force for good or bad, but usually they're out for themselves, though not always. But the one thing they always are is entertaining. The trickster we're going to be looking at today is Coyote of Native American tradition. He is extremely popular among many tribes. He is sometimes portrayed as a Promethean character, stealing from the spirits to benefit mankind. This is a common theme with tricksters. But more often, his stories are morality tales masked with humor and fun as Coyote's cunning and greed often lands him in hot water. Coyote stories are traditionally told in the winter months while the family is holed up together in their home to instruct and entertain the restless youngsters. That's why today is perfect for this. Here in Ohio, it's snowing today. So I thought I'd warm up the atmosphere a bit with some stories. So snuggle up under a blanket with a hot beverage, maybe some kids if you got them, and travel back to an America unsettled, wild, and free. In the stories of some tribes, they replace Coyote with Crow or Raven, or Iktomi the Spider, or a combination of these, but Coyote is most widespread. Tales of cunning Coyote can be heard from east to west, north to south. The Aztecs even told tales of Hue Hue Coyotl, that is, Old Old Coyote. In fact, the word Coyote is a Spanish bastardization of the Aztec word Coyotl. Coyote is a trickster through and through. He's always tricking the other animals and sometimes people to have them meet his own needs, especially when it comes to food, whether that means bringing him lunch or becoming his lunch. In this respect, he is very much like one Mr. Wild E. One day, Coyote is walking around. He had a voracious appetite and was always hungry, and this time was no different. His meandering takes him to a hill where he sees a strange sight. On the hill, there was a group of plump young turkeys taking turns climbing into a bag and rolling down the hill for fun. Coyote has a plan. He runs up the hill and says to the turkeys, Hey, that looks like fun. Can I have a turn? The turkeys say, Sure. So he climbs into the sack and the turkeys give him a push so he can roll down the hill. He takes a few turns and he says, Hey, you turkeys. I have an idea, but why don't you all climb in and ride down together? Here, you get in and I'll give you a push. The turkeys think this sounds fun, so they agree and they all climb in. No sooner had they climbed in than Coyote closes the bag up tight and ties it shut. He takes the bag of turkeys home to his family, drooling at the thought of the feast he would have. He gets home and tells his sons to build a huge fire to cook all the turkeys over. Only problem is, he's out of wood. So he goes out into the forest to collect some wood, leaving the sack behind. 
He tells the kids not to touch the bag, don't even think about it until he gets back. So he runs off hurriedly collecting firewood. Meanwhile, little baby coyote is curious. All those turkeys are all sitting in there, hanging out in this bag, but what are they doing in there? Baby Coyote decides he absolutely has to find out. So he unties the rope and opens it up just enough to peek in. Seeing their opportunity to escape, the turkeys all jump out and fly away. Another day, still craving turkey, Coyote is walking around and he spots the biggest turkey he has ever seen in his life. Unfortunately, the turkey sees him too and flies up into a tree out of his reach. Coyote yells up to him, Hey turkey, if you stay up there, I'm going to climb up there and eat you. But, if you were to, say, fly out over the plane there, there's just no way I would ever be able to possibly get you. So, don't do that. Just whatever you do, don't fly out over the plane. Why don't you just come on down here and you can be my dinner? Laughing at how big of a fool Coyote was to give away his big secret, Turkey takes off flying over the plane. Now, Turkey was a big boy and he quickly becomes tired, flying lower and lower until he's just barely clearing the ground. Worn out, Turkey lands to catch his breath. Coyote immediately jumps on him and eats him. As he is feasting, he looks over his shoulder and sees a tall man out of the corner of his eye. He's standing not far away. Afraid the man was coming to attack him, he takes off running. Coyote runs all day long, yet every time he looks over his shoulder, he sees the man behind him, not even winded. Coyote tries everything he can think of, making crazy turns, zigzagging, losing him in the woods, hiding, but nothing works. As the sun is setting, Coyote can take it no more. He collapses from sheer exhaustion, knowing for sure that the man was going to take the opportunity and kill him, just like he had just done to Turkey. He closes his eyes and falls to the ground. When he hits the ground, he hears a crack coming from his mouth. He thinks he must have hit the ground a little harder than he thought and cracked the tooth. He wonders where around here he is going to find a dentist in this area that would be open at this hour. Then he further wonders what will he do while he waits for dentistry to make it to the continent. It's going to take a lot of highlights magazines to fill that much time. Not that he really has much time with this menacing guy coming to kill him. He tries to feel the broken tooth with his tongue, but can't quite seem to find it. So, he reaches up to feel for it with his hand. Coyote is anthropomorphic, sometimes showing up as a talking coyote, or sometimes as a person, or a combination of the two. As he is running his finger along his teeth to find the broken one, he feels something out of place. It doesn't feel like a broken tooth, it feels more like something stuck between his teeth. So he grasps it and pulls it out. He sees that it is one of Turkey's large tail feathers and that the feathery end had been sticking out of his mouth and up into the corner of his periphery. 
Coyote sits there a second, thinking how odd that was before it dawns on him. That man, the one that had been chasing him, that was actually the feather all along. Sheepish. Coyote then turns and walks home. This is why coyotes often seemed wild-eyed and are always looking over their shoulders as if they're being followed. This story accentuates that intrinsic flaw in the trickster's character. While the trickster is cunning, cleverness does not always equal smart. The trickster is often the cleverest person in the room. He is not always the smartest. Tricksters constantly find themselves in sticky situations when they get lost in their own cleverness. Kids, just remember the phrase, too clever for your own good. There, I gave a moral to the story. Happy? Often, a trickster's tricks and cleverness can land them in hot water when they find themselves up against a smarter mind than their own. Coyote was out and about, or as the tribes north of the border would say, oot and a boot. He was hungry, like always, so he was looking to scam a free meal. He hears a story about this girl who lives alone yet always has all of her needs met, including food. Though no one really knows how. Coyote decides to check it out. As he gets closer, he smells roast buffalo. Drooling at this point, he follows his nose to a hut in the middle of nowhere where a girl has a big old buffalo roast on to cook. He asks the woman if he can help her with the chores in exchange for some food. She agrees and they eat together. Coyote ends up staying with her a while, taking care of the chores, and is always treated to nice hot buffalo every night. One day, the buffalo is run out, so the girl tells Coyote that it is time to replenish supplies. Coyote looks around. All he can see is a bag hanging on the wall, along with seven tiny little toy bows and some grass arrows. Just toys and or decorations, and definitely not anything to hunt with. This girl is just a tiny little thing all alone, away from any village, miles and a millennia or so away from the nearest Walmart. So Coyote wonders just how exactly is this little girl going to hunt a massive buffalo? Especially with no hunting gear. I mean, she doesn't even own any camo for crying out loud. As the day is drawing to an end, the girl tells Coyote it is time to replenish supplies. She hands him a buffalo hide and orders him to go off into the woods a ways and put the hide over his head so he can't see. Coyote was already curious as to how she was getting their food, but with all this secrecy, now he's just dying to know. He runs over to the very edge of the woods to hide and watch what she does. He sees her take the bag off the wall and she pulls the windpipe of a buffalo out of it. This windpipe is wide at one end and narrow at the other. The girl passes the narrow end over the fire and seven strong men, her brothers, appear out of the windpipe like a genie from a bottle. Next, 
She takes the tiny toy bows and arrows off the wall and passes them over the fire too, and they become full-sized weapons which she hands out to her brothers. She calls out an animal cry that surprises Coyote coming from such a small girl. Just then, he hears the rumbling of a herd of massive buffalo as they come running in. The brothers proceed to shoot as many buffalo as the girl needs before going back into the windpipe. After her brothers had left, the girl calls Coyote back, where he pretends to marvel at the buffalo carcasses. He asks her slyly, Oh, hey, random thought. I just couldn't help but notice that bag that's always on the wall. What's in it? She tells him about the windpipe and how out of the small end appears her seven brothers to hunt for her. And the bigger end, he queries? An army comes out of that end to defend me from my enemies, she replies. That night, when she goes to bed, Coyote sneaks over and takes the windpipe out of the bag and runs. He goes off into the woods, finds a nice spot, and goes to sleep. Now, the girl knew what he was up to, but she wasn't worried. She let him think he got away with it, but when he falls asleep, she calls for her brothers to bring him back. The next morning, Coyote wakes up back in the tent with the girl looking at him, the windpipe still clutched in his paw. Coyote tells her that enemies attacked in the night, and he took it for safekeeping. She smiles knowingly, and they go about their day. That night, Coyote tries again. This time, he goes further out, but she is still able to call her brothers to bring Coyote and the windpipe back home. Coyote wakes up to find himself transported again, and he gives the same excuse. Again, she doesn't say anything, and they go about their day. The third night, he tries again, but goes a little further, but with the same result of the past two nights. He tries one final time, running through the night until he reaches a faraway village. With all that running, Coyote has worked up a mighty appetite. He thinks to himself that he will make the villagers feed him and give him a place to rest. He yells for food to be brought to him or he would have his war party lay waste to the village. All the men run out. When they see Coyote standing there all alone, instead of giving him food, they start throwing rocks and kicking him. As this is going on, he takes out the windpipe and waves the big end to summon the war party to defend him. Much to his surprise, out flies a massive swarm of bees, stinging him all over. Yowling, he drops the windpipe and takes off running into the woods, pursued by the angry villagers and the swarm of bees. After they had chased him quite a ways, the villagers turn back home and the bees find a nice hollow tree to live in. Coyote kept running and didn't dare look back. And the magic windpipe? The brothers brought it back to the girl where she continued to live much as she had before Coyote arrived. Here is another example of Coyote being caught up in his own cleverness, only to be outsmarted. One day, 
Coyote is wandering around looking for his next meal when he spies Rabbit. He tries to catch Rabbit, but Rabbit turns and runs, easily outrunning Coyote before diving into his burrow. Coyote isn't going to let this stop him though. He yells for Rabbit to come out or he is going to smoke him out by gathering up green milkweed in the entrance of the burrow and setting it alight. Rabbit says, sure, go right ahead. I'll just eat the milkweed. I could use a good salad after all that running anyway. So Coyote says he'll just use sunflowers instead. Rabbit laughs again. I love sunflowers, he says, and I can entertain myself by spitting the seeds at you. Bonus. So, Coyote says, okay, well, I'll gather pine cones and use them to smoke you out. Rabbit goes, oh no, not pine cones, that's my kryptonite. They're too hard to eat, and if you use those, I will surely die. He laughs maniacally and gathers up all the pine cones he can find, shoving them into the hole. He lights them on fire and bends low, his head in the mouth of the burrow, to blow the embers into a blaze. Rabbit waits for the pine cones to start burning, then he begins kicking the hard, burning pine cones into Coyote's face. With a yelp, Coyote runs away, leaving a coyote-shaped cloud of dust behind him. Here's an example of a story that features both Raven and Coyote. Coyote was hungry, like always, but Coyote was also feeling quite lazy, as per usual. He finds a thorn and sticks it in his own paw. He then goes off to find his buddy the Raven. He says, hey Raven, I am starving, but I have this thorn stuck in my paw, so I can't possibly run after anything to hunt for food. If you don't help me, I will surely starve to death. Now, Raven is suspicious. He knows Coyote's reputation, but Coyote just holds up his little paw with the thorn sticking out of it, looking pitiful, and Raven concedes. Raven takes out his bow and fires an arrow straight up into the air. Now, as we all know, what goes up must come down. Sure enough, the arrow comes whizzing back to earth. Raven stretches out his wing, and the arrow hits home. But Raven does not seem injured in the least. In fact, when he draws the arrow out of his wing, instead of fresh raven meat spitted on the arrow, is a big old hunk of buffalo roast. Raven cooks it up, and the two sit down to share a meal. Coyote thinks this is a great trick, and he wants to try it out for himself. When Raven isn't looking, Coyote steals his bow and arrows and sneaks off. Once he is clear, Coyote fires an arrow straight up into the air just like Raven did. The arrow comes back down, and Coyote yowls as it hits him in the thigh. He starts hopping around yelling and trying to pull the arrow out. At least he'll get a big juicy buffalo roast out of it, but man, is this ever not worth it. Coyote gets a good grip on the arrow, squeezing his eyes shut tight. He gives it a good hard pull. Finally, the arrow tears free, but instead of a tasty piece of buffalo, 
all he got for his trouble was a stringy chunk of coyote meat. There are countless stories of Coyote and his antics. I hope this brief selection helped warm up this unseasonably cold day for you just a bit. If you need any dinner ideas, check out Patreon where I have included a recipe for Navajo tacos. I loved eating these as I traveled through the New Mexico and Arizona tribal lands. I hope you enjoy them just as much as I did. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. This has been the We Are All Stories podcast, a production of Ravenswing Studios. This story was researched, written, and read by me, David Huncher. The music was written and performed by the supremely talented Brian Berger. If you liked what you heard, give us a like on whichever podcast directory you use. Doing a podcast is a real labor of love. A lot of time and effort goes into making this for you. If you would like to continue hearing new stories every two weeks, please consider supporting us through our Patreon page. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope to see you again soon.